0: Listener Production. On today's episode of Footy Talk, Nathan Broad joins us to talk Dimmer leaving him staying and we also get a little bit of an insight into mini Andrew McWalter, the new head coach, the interim head coach of the Richmond Footy Club. Ethan Meldron jumps in for his stats with the Tigers star that is flying under the radar. That's all coming up on Footy Talk. G'day guys and welcome back to Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy with all the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. And in studio today, three-time Premiership Tiger, one of their best defenders. It is Nathan Broad. Broadie. always great to see you. Thanks for joining us.
1: You too, Abs. Thanks for that intro. I'll have to slip you a 50 after.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so much has happened since we last had you in studio. Obviously, Dimmer has left Tigerland. You too have have re-signed a contract extension for a further two years. So we'll get straight into it and start with you. You must be pretty happy to get that two-year extension locked away to see you at the club until the end of 2025.
1: Yeah, over the moon, couldn't be happier. Um, just, yeah, very, very grateful for the club. They're probably one of the only clubs that saw something in me as a 22-year-old and gave me the opportunity and um, the thought of being a one-club player and repaying the faith was was massive. And um, Yeah, at the end of the day, it was, it was an easy decision when it come down to it, um, yeah, for Taylor and I and obviously a little bub on the way. So mm. we had to really weigh up some options um, there. But then, yeah, when crunch time came, it was pretty pretty easy decision for me.
0: We had you in a few weeks ago talking about the potential of a a contract at, you know, Tigerland or do you return home to WA? And you said just then it was a pretty easy decision. So were you very much so of the, I guess, opinion and the decision that you wanted to remain at Richmond, no matter what that looked like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think like the two years was, was massive for me. That's something that I really wanted, especially with a family starting now with mm. a baby girl. So, um, obviously we spoke about the West Coast stuff last time and, yeah. and the option to go home, which would have been awesome as well. Cause family, were both from Perth, but, um, yeah, at the end of the day, when the two years came at Richmond, um, that was it. I was done and sold. Um, yeah, I just wanted some security there with um, family coming. And I love the footy club and um, I love the journey we we're going on. So it was an easy decision.
0: And your little girl yeah. gets to see you running know, around. In yeah, I, and
1: it kind of hit home the other day a little bit when I was just saw um, I saw Rewaltz. You know, he's got his little girls and little boy Tommy now, and a few of the guys at the club with kids. And yeah, I thought. I've signed this two year deal, she's gonna be like two. Yeah. She'll be running around. Like so, yeah, that was that was made me pretty proud and um pretty awesome that I'm gonna have a little girl be yeah. able to run around the change rooms and come into the room. So yeah, it's exciting. Well very
0: special times event yeah, for no, you no, and very Taylor. Cannot wait. Um, what about Dimmer? Tell us about this. It shocked everybody at the time. Um, how was it that you found out about about that massive, I guess, news story that broke.
1: Um, probably similar to the live golfers this morning. The yeah. PGA players I brought my live <laughs> live yeah. golf hat in, so representing live today. But um, <laughs> no, it was obviously it, it happened pretty quick and, and very very fast. And um, I think Dimmer wanted to, you know, tell the boys face to face, and um, unfortunately he didn't get that opportunity to do that because. Whoever it was or how it happened, it broke and once it gets out in the media these days, it's out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we found out um, through social media and, and through the media and that, which um, it is what it is and that's what happened. But, yeah, it was definitely a shock. No one saw it coming.
0: Well was the conversation like amongst the playing group? Because I'm sure you've got a players only WhatsApp group or whatever you might have, as we all do at footy clubs. But what was the conversation like within the four walls of the players after that?
1: Just shock and maybe like didn't believe it, to be honest. Like it can't be true. It's not true. So there was Um, no
0: signs of anything? No, no.
1: That's like great respect to Dimmo. Like we were losing, run to the pump. He's obviously dealing with this internally. But Dimmer just rocked up every day um, and you just wouldn't know what that's probably doing to him internally. It'd just be eating him alive. So, um, yeah, credit to Dimmer. He he rocked up every day with, um, you know, coach's mentality and and making us better. But I think it just got too much him at the end of the day. And he said uh, in his presser he's cooked us sausages a thousand times, but a thousand and one just wasn't enough. And, yeah, yeah, he loves his club and loves the boys so much that – he thinks the best option is for him to, yeah, to end immediately and um, step aside. So, um, yeah, brave decision. Yeah. Um, not many coaches get to do that. No, um, they normally get the tap on the shoulder. So, but yeah, absolute shock. Did not see it coming.
0: Yeah, credit to him, and so much respect for Dim. A lot of the conversation has been, why didn't he just see out the season? Why didn't he just see out the season? But at the end of the day, if you are mentally fried and, and You've got to put yourself first, don't you? Your mental well-being, your health. Um, so I absolutely applaud him for making that decision and saying, "I'm not right." And if I can't give 100% to this club, then they need somebody else in in the driving seat.
1: Yeah, well, that's what he said. He said, "I can't, I can't look you boys in the eye now and tell you, I need this, I need you to do this, and I need you to do that." When I, I'm not doing it myself at the yeah. moment, um, and that's just a credit to the bloke. You know, he just loves his footy club so much that he just thought. For, for, for the footy club to, to grow and get better and keep pushing for premierships. Yeah. I need to step aside right now and a new voice needs to be heard. And um, yeah, it, as sad as it's been, it's also been yeah a good transition. It's an exciting time at our footy club.
0: Mm. I've been loving what Dim has been punching out on social media as well. <laughs> he is coming. Where is he? He's in Denver at the moment. Have you yes. heard any updates for him? He put up a photo and he said he's got about... 30-odd new Richmond supporters in a pub there in Denver. But does he have Snapchat or Be Real or how do you go? Kind of... I'm
1: not sure what Tim has got these days. I know he was putting a photo up the other day at 10am with a stone and wood. Yes. Um, I'm not sure about that. So I'm not a big fan of the stone and woods, but yeah. I did see a photo of Dimmer taking a selfie. He loves a selfie. Does he? Yes, but just before, before he even gave us, um, you know, his goodbye speech and everything, he did a selfie in front of the whole group, Aww. so he loves a selfie. But I don't know where these people from Denver all come or knew who he was or <laughs> what it was, or he just asked random people for a, for a selfie. But um, no, nah, he's living his best life now and um, hopefully enjoys whatever comes next.
0: Has the, Have the players heard from him since?
1: Not really, no, no, not too much. We're just kind of letting him be. Maybe, yeah. maybe a few boys have heard from him here and there, but um, yeah, everyone's just letting him be and... Um, letting him enjoy life after footy but as you can see with the photos he can't let it go he's got to watch every game still and um, he'll be so so invested and so passionate still
0: yeah love that from dimmer hopefully he's having a great time (laughs) over in denver and hope to see him back here in australia very soon but how's minnie going yeah obviously had the first win under his leadership on the weekend but we don't know a hell of a lot about andrew mccoulter in the in the coaching spaces so give us a little bit of an insight there
1: Yeah, Minnie's a legend. We've had him for a long time now. He's been midfield coach, um, development coach. um, And yeah, he's just a great bloke and he's a great people's person. He connects with the players so well. He he, um, comes on golf trips and stuff with the younger boys and all of us boys and enjoys a beer with us. Um, He's got a social basketball group (laughs) that a couple of the uh, coaches and older boys fill in for. Um, They lack some numbers. I think the older age, they might pull off a bit sore here and there. So um, he's in a social basketball group. Um, He's only pretty young, Minnie. I think he's two Years older than Rewalt, so um, yeah, he's young but he's very wise. Um, played footy for Saints and um, then a bit of time up in the Gold Coast after that. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's a ripping fella, Mini. Mean, um, gets along with the boys so well, and um, he'll be my vote to take as head coach 100%. Yeah,
0: head coach, you're calling it?
1: Yeah, I'm oh, personally and, yep. and from the playing group, I'd love to see Mini stay on. Um, he's perfect for the role, I think he's perfect for a modern day coach. I think these days with mental health and um, players, you know, how they're feeling and that, mm-hmm. he's got a great connection, being able to, you know, have a one-on-one chat with a player or read the room or read the player. Um, and, yeah, he, he'd be my vote and I think he'd be a lot of the other players' votes.
0: 52 touches as well? For the yeah, game. he
1: had 52 touches in a <laughs> Neefel game once. So I, oh, every time he says something or misses a kick, I said, don't worry, mate, he had 52, he had 52 once. 52.
0: You can do yeah, whatever you want. You can do whatever you want, yeah. 52 <laughs> no.
1: anyway is good enough.
0: Knows how to find a footy. Yeah. Um, what does he do differently? Has he tried to implement anything? since taking over the reins. It's only been a few weeks, yes. And on the contrary to that, what's it like for the players hearing a different voice? Because you've had Dimmer for such a long period of time.
1: Yeah, well, I messaged him straight away and just said, look, don't try and be Dimmer or don't try and just be yourself um, and just, you know, whatever you think you need to do, you do. And he's been unbelievable. The game plan has stayed the same. He's not trying to tweak with it too much, just little things here and there. Mm. But um, he's messaging and um, it's all about the team now, which it always has been. But, you know, he's just made a focus for the rest of the season, who knows what will be. You know, we might make finals, we might not, but we're going to have a red hot crack at trying to get there. And to do that, we need to be in as a whole footy club and as a whole team um, and lean in together. And, um, yeah, he's just preached team, team, team. And um, yesterday we did our review and he just showed, like, amazing rich man efforts. Yeah. Um, no amazing goals or all this stuff, just like picking your mate off the ground or, like, chasing when you're probably not even going to get there and just showed all these little rich man efforts. And he mm-hmm. said, if we can do this... For the rest of the season, who knows what will be. So uh, it's exciting time. We're still a chance. We're alive and, yep. yeah, we're coming for finals.
0: Speaking of still a chance and still alive, the win on the weekend certainly helped. That final quarter against GWS yeah. was incredible to watch, <laughs> let alone, I'm sure, you playing in it was unbelievable. But a 39-minute final quarter... Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was goodness.
1: wild. T- Taylor said after the game, she's, oh, I think she's 31 weeks pregnant. No. She goes, "This is I'm done watching Richmond Tigers. She's I'm watch coming to early labour. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's, it's we're, we're fun to watch, I'd say, because mm. we're always in the fight, but you just don't know which way it's going to go. But, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. They kicked a goal um, and we went into a scenario to win the game and their players were yelling out their scenario to, to save just the game. Save it, yeah. So we're just about to go into it and then both the runners come out. There's three and a half minutes to go. And we, we couldn't believe it. We we're like, no, nah, it can't be right. And they're like, Yeah, it is. And then so both both teams stayed in normal structure. Yeah. Um, we kicked two goals minutes. after yeah, thirty-nine minutes, no blood rule, no concussion or anything. Must yeah. have just been a lot of goals, a lot of stoppages. Yeah. Um so yeah, wow, just yeah, luckily it was thirty-nine because we were down when the siren normally would probably go. So, yeah, it worked in our favour and um, the boys finally got on the end of a win.
0: One man that was very, very important in your win was Tim Taranto against his old side, the GWS Giants, of course. He's gone up to ninth place in the coaches' votes after the weekend. A game high and season high, 36 disposals, a team high, 12 contested possessions, four marks, three inside 50s, six rebound 50s, game high, nine clearances, one goal, six score involvements, five tackles, 630 metres game. I could keep going. With Tim Toronto,
1: yeah, it's, that's that's my season, there and he's just gone and plonked out in the game.
0: Give us a little bit, I guess, on Tim Toronto and how impressive he's been since arriving at Punt Road.
1: He's he's a legend, Tim. Like he, he and Hopper too. Like they have bought in to the Richmond culture. Like you wouldn't believe they they come to every function. They they turn up. They're the last to leave. They train hard, and um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Obviously, poor Hops is out at the moment. Hopefully, we'll getting back soon. But Tim, yeah. it's just um, so good to see. Him playing well and we're getting win, get a win for him on the weekend was amazing. He was under the pump um by the media a bit there. Yeah. Um, which was completely unwarranted. Um, you know, it's we could go down a rabbit hole with that and get pretty frustrated. I'm with you but there. um like he's he's in all Australian form. If he's not picked in all Australian at the moment, um I'd be very, very surprised. Um and it's just good to get wins for him now because he gives everything to this footy club um and his performances, what he's doing at the moment's unbelievable. His work rate. The amount of times he's in the D50 for us, yeah. um, winning the ball back, and then he's up kicking goals. Um, he's one of the best Yeah, um, game day runners I've seen.
0: Footy aside, what's he like?
1: We've got a bit of a golf culture at the moment. Yeah. Um, so you said,
0: big news breaking this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. big
1: news with the live and the yeah, PJ. This is news. huge story. Um, <laughs> so... And, yeah, Richmond, um, it's kind of, if, if you're not in the golf, you're not a part of <laughs> Richmond at the moment. It's just building and building. And a
0: team of golfers.
1: Timmy's going, well, I need, a, I need to pull out the sticks and, and be a part of this. So um, thank God he's good at footy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's okay. dog shit at golf. He's
0: shanked a few, Yeah,
1: it? he's no good. He tops <laughs> it. He shanks them. Um, so, yeah, but he's working on it. Um <laughs> And what else? He's got a dog. Lives down near the beach. Um, he's got his beautiful partner Tash. Yeah. Um. He's just a good, good, good Aussie bloke. Mm. Yeah. Just really good fella. We're loving so
0: watching him go about his. His man and pop
1: actually go to every single game. Do they? Yeah. No matter where it is. No matter where it is. Yeah. It's amazing. Aww. Incredible. Yeah. So they're still they're still doing it. They are up there on the weekend. They're in the Melbourne games. Um, I love that. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. That is some
0: incredible commitment from Nana and Papa Taranto. Um, Yesterday on the show, Joey and Rui were talking about player contracts, debating if they should be made public with their salary. What are your thoughts on this? Rui said yes because players are held accountable, but Joey said
1: no, absolutely not. Uh, Yeah, I'd say no. I don't think you go up to the guy working at the fuel station or a doctor or someone and say, hey, mate, what are you on? Um, It's a bit rude and... Um, no people need to know that so I don't think um, you need to know that and then also on the flip side I think you know some players go to a new club or whatever and it says they're on a million bucks a year and they might be having a bit of a form slump I tell you the media would be very quick to jump on them and say you know oh he should be playing like a million dollar player what a waste of time and what that does to a player's mental health. And, Mm. and yeah, it's just just not fair, I don't think, and I think it should be kept, yeah, private.
0: I agree with you on that one. And this weekend, you've got Frio over in the West. Do you have any other plans outside of footy to go see family and potentially tag on a day or two?
1: Yeah, we're going to go. A couple of us WA boys are going to leave a day early, so heading over tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and then I'll come back with the team cause we, we play again on Saturday, but, um, yeah, go over early family dinner and then Friday night will be a mate's dinner. And, yeah. um, yeah, it'd be good. Good to see family and friends. And Can't that, wait. Is,
0: that is a big game. That it's one. a massive game. As yeah. you said, you need to keep winning obviously to be in contention for some finals, but yep. Frio as well, they've been able to find some form and, and are playing some pretty good footy.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah. Hopefully we've got the bye two more weeks. So if we can win the next two and get to the bye and. Um, give ourselves a red-hot chance. Um, but, yeah, we've got Liam Baker's 100th this weekend. Yes. WA, boys. So good mate. It'll be like Bay 13 at the MCG, <laughs> yeah. I reckon, wherever his mates are sitting. Um, and then Daniel Oli's 150th too, which yeah. is which you is guys, amazing. You seem
0: to have milestones every oh, week at the moment.
1: wild. I think we've got Kochi's 300th coming up. Yeah. Um, they're just coming out left, front and centre at the moment. But, um, no, it'll be good. It'll be good hopefully get a win for those boys and, and for the footy club too and mini.
0: Cannot wait for that one this weekend, round 13. But we've got to take a break, guys. You are listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and get involved on Instagram at FootyTalk_Pod. Welcome back to Footy Talk. Nathan Broad joins us in studio today, and Triple M Stat. Guru Ethan Meldrum has just popped in as well. Ethan, great to see you. Good
2: to see you, Abs. Well done on the weekend, Brody. Thanks, mate. Yes, thank you. Good hey, win.
0: guys, we've got to mention as well the Geordie Dugowie news that broke last night. Three matches for that hit against the West Coast Eagles. Fair? Where do we think that one sits?
1: Uh, probably in the current climate, probably fair. Um, but, yeah, Jesus, it's a tough game. It's so quick. Split um, second. Split, split second. We're talking. Gets him a couple inches lower probably a fair bump maybe Um, but yeah gets him a few inches higher three weeks so I know how Geordie feels. Um, it's yeah, it's going to be a tough time for him. They've got the buyer too, so really it's four weeks. So mm. a lot of time in rehab coming up for Geordie, unfortunately.
0: What did you
2: think, Heath?
1: Uh, a lot of time straight off to Bali, I would have thought. Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, he
2: left, left the ground and got him in the head. So I, I, I don't know how he can exactly turn down yep. less than three in that sort of circumstance mm. personally. Yeah.
0: Mm, what have you got for us on the stats front? I believe we're going to be speaking about one of Brodie's teammates.
2: Yes, we are. And there was a there was a little glint in your eye I saw when we, uh, when we sort of briefed on this during the (laughs) break. Dustin Martin's the man I want to talk about. So he's playing much more as a forward this year. He's not the Bramley winning midfielder of 2017. Like we know that. He's in the sort of twilight of his career. Winning 30% of his disposals in the forward 50. So a career high for him spending more time forward than ever. The numbers he's getting in that forward 50 are remarkable. So he's third in the league for forward 50 ground ball gets. The, The two players ahead of him are Christian Petrarca and Toby Green. I would say they're both in the all Australian team at the moment. Second in the league for forward 50 broken tackles. He's marked 33 3% of one-on-one contests so the AFL average there is 13% he's marked 33% and
1: he, he dropped three on the weekend that bounced off his chest <laughs> so he could have a lot more too come on Dusty that's a, that's that a sec- was a
0: bit of a clip for Dusty there No, for no you he's getting was himself it? in a good position yeah. but he's probably surprising himself <laughs>
1: and boing off the chest
2: he can't do everything right <laughs> no no that's the second highest number of his career it's the 10th highest of any player since his debut averaging a career high for contested marks as well and on the weekend he forced seven turnovers against the Giants that's the s- equal second mm highest number of his career, 280 games in. Hell of a weapon up forward for you guys at the moment, Brody.
1: Yeah, he's in unbelievable. I'm so glad you noticed it. And I think more people are going to start noticing it soon because he's been, um, not within our four walls for sure, but he's been sliding under the radar outside of the four walls. He's he's in all Australian contention 100% as a forward. Um, he's just flying. And the, the growth that I've seen in Dusty the last probably this year and especially last month is his defensive side of his game. Um, he's just fit. He's chasing, he's tackling, um, and he's just all in, um, which is good. He's all in and um, I loving what he's doing. It's exciting.
0: I've got a question for you. And sorry, Heath, this is a little it's bit right. off topic. But I want to know more about Dusty's leadership because we never hear from him, right? Every now and then he does a post-game interview um but more often than not he says no he's like batman right so you don't see him <laughs>
1: enigma yes yeah
0: yes but then when we see vision of him so often you guys will be in your huddle kind of pregame halftime whatever it is and he's the one that's that's talking to the group and dictating and um yeah so it's just in- interesting as i said it's like this enigma of yeah, dustin yeah. martin he's that we don't hear much
1: yeah he's got an unbelievable footy brain dusty like yeah. he, which obviously shows on the field he's so talented um but yeah when when he speaks everyone listens oh, yes. um because what he's got to say um, is just spot on every time. So, no, he, he speaks up a lot in meetings and then, yeah, game day, he's such a good leader. Yeah. Um, we're, we're pretty young down forward at the moment too, with Big Lynch in that out. So um, if Big Lynch is in and Dusty's down there, it um, be scary. Oh, yeah. Dustin at the fall of Lynch's feet.
2: I think the only person to nail him down for an interview so far this year is you. I perhaps. know, right?
1: I so broke
0: what? the silence. I think it was like a three year hiatus that he had from the media. So. Yeah, just
1: nice and simple. Yeah. Which yeah. Dusty likes. So he always just... just
0: says, credit to the boys, great game. Yeah. Like you know that you've got to have something real quick because he's gonna like just give you not, not a hell of a lot. He'll give you something, but you've got to be quick. Yes. Was, it
1: was a
2: good chat that one. The <laughs> other forward I want to speak about that's flying under the radar is Kyle Langford. So the, ultimate was, the ultimate swing man. The ultimate swingman. So he's played. forward, 21% down back. Four of his 12 games this year, he's played like at least partially down back. So Brad Scott's deployed him in a lot of different ways. But despite that, the numbers he's having up forward, I think, are remarkable. So he's kicked 24 goals this year. He's fifth in the competition for scoreboard impact. So that's goals and goal assists, behinds, behind assists, whatever else. Of the top 25 forward targets in the league, he's second for player retention. So he retains a footy 60% of the time. Number one is Jeremy Cameron, who's a pretty good player himself. He's first for Essendon scoring a goal. So when Essendon kicked to him, they score a goal 38% of the time. That's number one of those top 25 targets, Oof. despite the fact he's playing down back a fair bit. Mm. Having an incredible season.
1: Yeah, that's amazing stats, especially like you said, he's been going down back. Um, that's incredible. Good on him. Um, yeah, I played on him a couple of times. And a little bit when we played them, and he's, he's like a tall bloke, but he can move. Um, mm. And they're, they're the dangerous ones. Like Jeremy Cameron, like you said, that can move and they're tall. Um, they're really hard to play on, and he's having a great year.
0: imagine being that talented as an ultimate utility. Yeah, it's, it's not bad, is it? It's, it's it. Do everything. Yeah, you yeah. can just do it all. It's not fair. Wherever they need you, you can go and just kick snags or you can go and be an intercept defender, whatever it might be. I wish I was that talented.
1: (laughs) Yeah, same. wouldn't bump my contract (laughs) off a bit more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, top five most improved players in the competition. There's a few this year, so I'm very interested to see who you've gone for.
2: Yeah, there's a Richmond player in this list, so I think Broadie will be pretty happy. So just looking at the AFL player ratings, last year versus this year. So backwards order, number five, Nick Haynes, who was injury interrupted. I think illness interrupted as well last year. Sort of back to his All-Australian form. Fourth, Nick Martin, another bomber. Dominating on a wing this year, one of the highest-rated wingers in the competition. Third is Nick Dacos, of course, Brownlow favourite at the moment. He's dominating. Second is Jacob Hopper, which oh. I th- which I thought was really interesting. Obviously, he's out with his calf at the yeah. moment, um, but you know it was a little injury interrupted last year as well. The impact he had in his eight games, uh, his play ratings nearly doubled this year to last. First is Mitch Owens, and I think that's flying under the yeah. radar as far as the rising star contenders are concerned. We've got Harry Sheasel, we've got Will Ashcroft, Mitch Owens, of course, like coming with a bang. I love playing. watching him play. Like, so do I. Just, yeah, it's like really, like really hits the contest
1: hard. Yeah, he's
0: no
2: fear. he's dominated this year. He's the most improved player in the competition this year on last.
1: Yeah, right, well, yeah, hops, that's good. We need him mm. back then, obviously. How um, far away is he? Uh, he's not far away, yeah, yeah. So I think it was, because it was like Achilles and calf, they want to be, yeah, they just want to be adamant that yeah. it's, it's going to be all right. So he could be one or two weeks. Maybe, we got the buyer, so um, they normally take the cautious approach. So um, maybe he misses the two and then we got the buyer, so come after the yeah. buy. But I'd say definitely after the buy, which is good.
0: Imagine, you just mentioned Nick Dacos as well. Imagine yeah. if he continues to get better. Like, he's only in his second season.
1: Yeah, that's terrifying. As you
0: said, one you know, top five most improved players in the competition. Imagine him in the next five years.
1: Yeah, and that's off the back of a rising star. Sheesh. Mm, scary, isn't it? Like, he's playing, he's playing the same position as me, pretty much. I don't, yeah. He's kicking three <laughs> goals in the weekend or two. I'm thinking, I Lift can't even get close <laughs> to the goals. I don't know how he's doing it, but uh, he's an incredible player, right? He's, he's definitely up there for the brown line.
0: Hey, thanks, Heath. Great no. stats.
1: Beautiful. Thanks. Hey? But I want you
0: to stick around because we've got some Brodie fan mail. <laughs> yes, I need to hear this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So Mum's let's...
1: calling up again, is she? No, <laughs> <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> hey, so let's kick it off. Question number one it comes from Bernie and it's a question on endurance.
1: Hey, Nathan.
0: Uh, I've got a million questions. So I'll start with a couple. Nathan, you're one of the rare breed that routinely runs 15 plus kilometres a game So my questions are about that sort of thing. Uh, Were you always a natural endurance runner as a schoolboy or is this something you've really worked on to develop? Can I ask what sort of training you do during the season to maintain this level of fitness? Do you actually still go out for runs during the week or is it more about the recovery? And um, if so, what does that look like? What do you put into your diet to help to produce the energy that's required for this level of endurance work? I probably have a million other questions, but let's start with those. And I'm really keen to hear the
1: answers. Um, I have just been, yeah, um, as a kid, I was always pretty fit. Um, So naturally, I think, yeah, I am fit, but it's not, you still need to work on it. Um, In season, it's tough because you know games come around you need you need to stay um recovery and stay fit as well so i find like swimming or like cross training stuff where your legs are getting a bit of a break but your fitness is still being worked on so um, swimming, uh, boxing, stuff like that. Mm. Um, during preseason, obviously, um, you know you got bike riding, boxing as well, just other things outside of footy that you can get an edge on um, to get you up. And with the diet stuff, yeah, I'm quite lucky to be honest. I'm not one of these people who has to do their skin folds or watch their diet because I've got a pretty quick metabolism. But I still, I don't eat a lot of junk. Only post game to get some fats back smash into some me. Some burgers, yeah, post-game. smash mac is post game. Yes. Just get yes. some fat back in. I lose. I'm probably losing three three to four kilos every yeah. game. So um, I need that back on. How many burgers in one? Uh, just the one burger. Just but I one. normally go a double quarter pound a meal, Ooh. nuggets, Ooh. chips, and then maybe like an Oreo McFlurry or something. Oh, I love Marcus. Yeah, just, yeah, I'm not feeling great <laughs> after <laughs> it. <but> He's literally <laughs> at my,
2: that is my go-to.
1: Yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of people do that, yeah. And then, um but yeah, no, nah, during the season, like during the week and that, yeah, I've got to... 2 days prior I ate pasta um, to try and yeah carb load 2 days prior and then not before a game I'm normally pretty light so mm. chicken stir fry pad thai or something something that's not going to leave me heavy for game day.
0: Hey and I've seen some of Taylor's cooking on Instagram as well. She's a very good yes, cook she's so you very are good cook. a lucky, I'm a lucky man. man. Next question.
2: Hi there. This is Hannes Young message for Nathan Broad. Just wanted to ask at what stage did you feel you really belonged at the level? Um, because if I remember correctly, you were playing well from late 17. But for me, it seemed that uh, when Rancy retired, you took on the extra responsibility and you haven't looked
1: back since.
0: He's obviously driving. He's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm glad pulled
1: over. I can hear the indicator. So, <laughs> <Good job>. um, <laughs> hand on heart, I, I still don't um, like you have moments like when you're in good form and you think you've nailed it but you quickly it changes and you can have a bad patch. Um, so your hand on heart, I still don't feel like I'm at the level yet and it's probably a good thing. It still makes me continue to work on my game. Um, I'm always you know, trying to do touch or after training st- uh, spending a bit of time out there. So... Uh, it's just a rollercoaster of emotions, as you know, Abs. Mm. Um, one thing, One second you think, you know, you're all Australian and <laughs> this is easy. How good is this? And then you come out the next week and you've absolutely yeah, had a dog of a day. So, um, yeah, it's probably a good thing. Keeps myself honest, I guess.
0: Yeah, you're always looking to improve. And that's what I love. Even the best of the best in the competition. And I'm putting you up there, Brodie, as well. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. But um, you're always looking to improve and get better, no matter how old you are or, or what I guess, phase you are in your career.
1: Yeah, you have to. And it's, it's so quick, the game, like before you know it, you could be gone mm. out the door. Like I've seen some amazing players get moved on or get moved to clubs. So you've always got to be on your game and um, you've always got to have that mentality to improve.
0: Now, Eith, this next question comes from Scott and it is on Brodie's favourite moment. I'm sure he's got a few.
1: Throughout your Tigers journey, you've witnessed countless unforgettable moments on and off the field. Which was your favourite or perhaps a surprising experience fans might be unaware of? Also, has any particular advice or mentorship been pivotal in guiding your career? Um, Yeah, I I guess, like, footy's amazing and the premierships are incredible, but, like, the footy trips that come of it and, like, the celebrations, like, getting away together as a group and just talking stories about those grand finals and about, you know, the moments, they're just unbelievable and um, they're moments that I'll cherish forever. Um, So footy trips are a big one for me.
0: What's been your favourite footy trip and ether? B.O.G.'s for football trip. You have to assume that Dusty would be up there,
2: don't you? Yeah, he'd be top three. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, Dusty's pretty good. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, um, he, he knows a footy trip. I think uh, we've been to Thailand a couple of times, but my favourite was um, probably Hong Kong. Um, we went over to Hong Kong and met up with someone pretty high up in the racing industry and got looked after really well. Went to the races and down to the stewards. Like, it was just incredible um, it was amazing. We actually have a, an award at the end of every footy trip for best on. So the chaperone, um, he comes on the trip. Who's our boxing coach and um, makes Klanger. sure everything's order. Yeah, Clanger. Clanger. Yeah. I've yeah. boxed
0: with Clanger a couple of <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, so Clanger our goes chaperone. As a chaperone. He's a chaperone.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Goodness. So he comes along, and um, at the end of the trip, we have the chaperone award, chaperone shield. Um, so yeah, I think Jack Graham's on there. Tommy Lynch was last year. Mm. Uh, Dion Prestia. So um, yeah, I'm trying my hardest to get on there. So <laughs> signed on. So I got a couple more chances to get up there.
0: Funny story. Last year, actually, I was in New York and I went and watched some ice hockey and Mm -hmm. you know how they're very um, crowd involved over there in the States. They do sport very well. Anyway, they were giving out free t-shirts and so everyone's kind of up dancing around, waving their arms. And I look down to my right and there is Tom Lynch with Liv, his partner, and he's just yeah. going nuts, like <laughs> waving his arms around. He wanted a free T-shirt. I'm like, mate, go and buy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. million
1: bucks a year. I think you can go buy one, million time. bucks a year. Go and buy
0: yourself a T-shirt. <laughs> hey, last question from the people. Some guy has asked us about a car loan. We don't have any audio from this man, but he's written in and said, ask Brodie about a car loan.
1: Tell Jeez, this has got to be one of my mates, I reckon, because not, <laughs> not too many people know about this. He this
2: remains is, this anonymous. Is uh, this is a good question then. Yeah.
1: Not, not a proud moment, I'd say, but um, a lot, good life lesson moment. I was probably 18 um, and one of my mates had a V8 Commodore ute that I really I wanted and he said he was moving back to Victoria and he goes, look, you can have it. Um, once I move, and I was, um, you can have it, and then I was like, "Beautiful, I'll sell my car and then take this." So, chucked my car up on, got a twenty thousand dollar loan out, personal loan, not a car loan. So I got a personal loan out um, to sell mine, and then use that money as well to get this this Ute. So yeah, time gone by. My mate hadn't quite moved yet, and my car kind of hadn't sold, and I've got twenty grand in there sitting in the account, sitting in the account as an eighteen year old. So. You know, partying and whatever. So here we go, boys, let's get a booth or whatever. And here we go. 18 grand, sixteen grand. (laughs) No. Gone. On
0: booths.
1: Gone, yeah. Just partying and God knows, yeah, what else? So um yeah, twenty grand personal loan down the drain and um had that car. Um, all the way up until I got drafted And it took a, took me a while to tell the old man He goes, where's this, what are you doing with this year? I said, oh, he's just, you know, he's piss-farting around And he'll, um, he's moving to Victoria soon and that And then, yeah, another month's gone by Are you sure? Like, what's going on? You need me to help you out with this car? I can, we can get another car or something And then, yeah, I had to break it Break it to the old man that I've blown 20 grand um, That is the best Yeah, oh, just, You would
0: have been very popular, though, amongst your friends
1: Oh, yeah, I bought heaps of mates, that's for sure and then, <laughs> Once it's gone, they've all gone again <laughs>
0: Love um. that from you. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us on your hump day. Ethan Meldrum, Nathan Broad. <laughs> Great to see you both.
1: Thanks, Abs. Thanks, Ace. Good abs. to see you. Hey,
0: if you have a question for us, get us on Instagram at footy talk underscore pod. TikTok at footy talk pod tomorrow. You've got Daisy and Tom Mitchell. Don't want to miss that one. You've been listening to Footy Talk. Listener.